following along with our series on Peter Thiel's book, Zero to One. Today, we're discussing part two. In yesterday's episode, we discussed vertical versus horizontal innovation and how monopolies are often misunderstood. When trying to go from zero to one, you should remember that you do not need to be the very best in every business, just your own. This is why it is so important to define your market as narrowly and specifically as possible. This is why picking a niche is vital in anything. A lot of times people approach business with the idea of, you know, they have one product or one service that they they think is a great idea and everybody will buy and they're just trying to sell it to everyone. What's more important, especially in today's market, is going from micro um, perspective. So finding just one customer. An interesting example of this is Damon John, who's been on Shark Tank and is the author of many books, who started FUBU, has this concept of just sell to one customer. And then what you can do is duplicate that customer. So then you can study the demographics, what they like, all these different things, and you can duplicate that customer. Especially with online advertising, it makes this incredibly easy. Now, Damon John, what he did was, it was something called the parking lot test. After a football game, he set up a stand in a parking lot, put his items out, No, he didn't lease a space. He didn't pay a giant down payment on an office building. He just got it. One of his tables he had at home, got some of his his, um, clothing designs, put them up on the table and went, you know, however, I think it was like $10 a shirt. And he waited, waited. Finally, one person bought one. And he studied that person. He kind of understood what they liked. He asked them why they purchased it. This is called customer feedback. You need to get this so you can keep iterating and improving. And obsession with the customer is what's made Amazon and Walmart the greatest companies really in history as far as income. And these companies have been obsessed with the customer. Look at Sam Walton. Read his book, Made in America. I'm not going to go deep into that, but we've done multiple... um, podcasts on that and then you look at jeff bezos who created um amazon and the everything store his book very very powerful his just obsession with the customer is really um only matched by sam walton and the interesting thing is jeff bezos when when um amazon was first starting walked around with a copy and kind of people used to say like he it was like he was walking around with his bible but his bible was made in america by sam walton and it's such an incredible book. Everyone who's interested in business should really read that. So, finding this niche, finding that customer, and just going, okay, once I found that customer, I can duplicate out from there. You know, Jeff, for example, Jeff Bezos started out in books, and he he branched out from there to become the everything store. If if he would have just tried to become the everything store right off the bat, it would not have worked. It's it's very very. What you have to do is kind of master these different niches and then move on. And honestly, the smaller the niche, the better. So you could, for example, if if you're um, trying to be a personal trainer, let's say, um, you know, you're a personal trainer in a gym during the coronavirus, your gym got shut down, so you're thinking about um, doing personal training for people online. Instead of just going, oh, I'm going to compete with all the other personal trainers out there. How about go, well, who's serving, um, you know, 38-year-old women, uh, 38 to 40-year-old women who are trying to lose 10 pounds? Who's serving them? Study those people, study your competitors, and then go, can I out 
can I provide a better product or service than this person? If not, move on. If so, dive in and just focus on those people. And it's, it's very, very important you do this because with, um, with social media advertising, you can target little nitty gritty things like this, and then you can get even more specific. So not only are you targeting, you know, 38 to 40 year old women, who uh, are trying to lose 10 pounds, but 38 to 40 year old woman who enjoy, um, you know, gardening. Oh, there's, there's so many different things you can do. Or 38 to 40 year old women who live in um, Idaho. You know, it, it's, you can get so nitty gritty with this. And this is really what zero to one talks about is to really get that leverage at the start. You want to have a tiny niche. And, um, and this, again, a great example of this is uh, Jeff Bezos's everything store. So many clean tech companies failed because they did not consider the seven crucial questions every business must answer. Engineering, timing, monopoly, people, distribution, and durability. And after durability, you have secret. So let's dive into each one of these. Engineering, question one. Can you create a true technological breakthrough? Very important to understand. So back to our, uh, you know, back to our example of the physical therapist. Well, or I mean the personal trainer. Well, maybe if they provided like an app or a uh, completely new um, kind of disruptive technology, maybe like a type of quiz and then tailoring the uh, workout programs to those people's interests, um, or, you know, body compatibilities, something like that can be a powerful technology. Otherwise, um, you really need to understand this and go, am I providing something that really nobody else has? And am I creating a technological breakthrough? So, you know, an app, a software, different things like this. And that can also be um, bringing an app or a software that hasn't been used in one industry, bringing that in and uh, applying it there. So then you have timing. Is this the right time to start this business? Well, back to our physical th- uh, personal trainer example, I would say yes. You know, people are at home. People are looking for uh, workout tips, health tips, um, as they're trapped inside more. It's it's very very important to uh, to get them this information. And I would say that's a great time for that business. But if you're trying to start Netflix right now, start like Netflix 2.0, well, might not be the best time. You know, Netflix, Hulu, um, Amazon are pretty dominant. And if you're just trying to copy what they're doing, you might not find the most success. Rather, it'd be more important to go, well, what if I try and create uh, the Netflix of comedy or the Netflix of horror? You know, all we do is horror films. And that, that's something that's a little interesting, you know, um, kind of breaking that trend, finding a niche, um, and, and then also timing, you know, Halloween's coming up. So then we move on to the monopoly question. Will you start off with a large share of the small market? This is something that's very, very important and why it's so important to study your competitors. And when you're starting an online business, it makes it easier. It's, it's, it's easier than ever to do this because you can literally just go on Google and search the top competitors. You can just search your industry or different keywords kind of around your industry and go, you know, who's serving this market? Um, maybe go on LinkedIn, maybe go on Instagram, maybe go on Twitter, maybe go on Facebook and go, who's, who's talking about these things? What are they talking about? What kind of like language are they using and who would be my top competitor so kind of understanding that you want uh to start off with a large share of a small market and then you have people can your team pursue this company that's a very important question 
distribution. How will you deliver your product to customers? Now, this is something that's very, very important. You know, if, if you're just uh, a personal trainer, you know, you, you got your personal trainer, um, your like certificate or whatever, and you're just doing it in your local area. Well, the only way you can do it is trading your time for money. And the best way to do it is trading your time for recording kind of online videos or lessons and then you have a giant library catalog of online videos walking people through how to do each exercise and then distributing that information to them via video form and then you're trading your money for time you're trading you know you're putting maybe advertising dollars into maybe facebook ads or maybe instagram ads or tiktok ads um and and you're utilizing that money and trading it for time. Otherwise, you would just be competing in a gym and maybe there's multiple personal trainers. You're just one of them. So uh, this is very important. Distribution is honestly one of the most important things. And that's why the internet has really um, made distribution uh, a, a very interesting topic because with distribution, you have uh, a lot of how you will be making money, creating impact, and uh, changing people's lives. So durability. Can you still defend your market position in 10 or 20 years? So this is kind of the idea of having the moat as well. So having durability in something. So, you know, if if um, you're, for example, looking to invest in a company, one of the things great investors say you should do is look for companies that have an existing moat. So Apple, for example, um, you know, there's not a ton of companies that compete can compete directly with Apple because Apple is kind of the luxury technology company as far as uh, mobile devices and accessories. This is because they've established a name brand and it's Apple's now a household name brand and they're kind of like the Ferrari of cell phones and tablets and computers. And this is something that's very, very important to understand and apply to your business because if you can create a name brand, if you can create a household name, you can absolutely disrupt any industry you're in. And that'll also give you the chance to be in the same position 10 or 20 years down the road. And if you're in an industry where you don't have a moat, you don't have intellectual property or anything like that to go with it, what's gonna end up happening is you're not gonna be able to actually have that competitive advantage and have that competitive edge 10 to 20 years down the road from now. So what you wanna do is be forward thinking. So go, you know, what is this moat I can create today that will help me 10 to 20 years down the road? And obviously every year you can improve on that. Every day you can improve on that with your team, with your company and with your distribution. But kind of doing what's difficult when it's easy is very, very important when it comes to business. And so that's the durability question. Can you still defend your market position in 10 or 20 years? So just to recap, we have engineering. Can you create a true technological breakthrough? Timing. Is it the right time to start this business? Monopoly. Will you start off with a large share of a small market? People. Can your team pursue this company? Distribution. How will you deliver your product to customers? Durability. Can you still defend your market position in 10 or 20 years? Now, we're going to wrap this up here in a second, but the last question is the secret. Do you see a unique opportunity that others have missed. Now, this is something that's very, very powerful. You know, if, if there's an industry where somebody else has maybe missed this trend or missed this opportunity, I say go for it. Because if you can create a moat around that, if you can kind of create your own thing, maybe have some IP around that and uh, have your own intellectual property, um, it can be very, very powerful. I'm interested 
more in the education business of kind of like helping people uh, get tools to get out of their uh, situation that they're currently in and hopefully create more wealth for themselves, especially in this global economy where there's abundance in this world. You know, I'm here in Belgrade, Serbia, and I was talking to someone the other day and they they barely make any money in compared with uh, people in the U.S. You know, they were saying a thousand dollars U.S. is like six months rent here in Belgrade. And when you look at this, you go, okay, there's there's a tons of opportunity out there. We live in an abundant world and you don't have to be in the U.S. to make this happen. All you have to do is have an internet connection and be able to tap into the U.S. market. And it, with with technology, we can do this now. And the fact that some people aren't taking advantage of this is just sad because this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. So, founders tend to be unusual and a bit of an oddball. Steve Jobs is a great example of a strong company wanting to perform at the highest level, needing originality from the founder. So you see this like in people like Elon Musk, you see this in people like Jeff Bezos. They're, they're typically kind of oddballs. You know, they're, they're, not, the, they're not normal people. They, they do strange things. And that's because if you want to do what no one else does, you have to act like no one else acts. And you have to do this in your own way. You have to be self-disciplined. Self-discipline is something that's so, so important. And I struggle with this. I know a lot of people struggle with this. But if you can develop a sense of self-discipline, you will be miles ahead of your competition in not only in business, but in all areas of life. Um, just, just having that self-discipline inside of you is so, so important. So the synthesized lesson here. Startup success is not a matter of luck. If you objectively analyze the past and present and challenge established conventions, you can pursue the future you want. Once you obtain a monopoly by being better at something than everyone else, success will follow on its own. So, highly recommend you pick up a copy of this book, Zero to One by Peter Thiel. I think we talked a lot of uh, important things in business. Um, just a little update from me. Like I said, I'm here in Belgrade, Serbia. Um, working a lot on the YouTube channel, um, you know, the Modern Academy YouTube channel, we now have over 300 subscribers, which is actually pretty, uh, in my opinion, pretty awesome just because we haven't uploaded a ton of our own content. It's mainly been clips of like Joe Rogan stuff. And, uh, the fact that we've gotten this much traction, uh, is, is pretty powerful. And now we're starting to do two episodes a day. So we'll probably try and do, uh, you know, Joe Rogan clips, just add fuel to the fire. And then we'll do our own videos on um, different things like global markets, um, different countries, things of this nature, uh, basically global economics, things that I'm interested in, things that most of our listeners um, enjoy learning about. So I hope uh, you'll be able to maybe listen into one of, one or two of those episodes. Thank you very much for listening again. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and subscribe. And until next time.